Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Now, I'm glad you all came today because we're wrapping up our sermon series on the God that we never knew. I thought it was pretty ironic that we ended the series this week where we learn about the Apostle Paul going to Athens to discover a shrine to the unknown God. And as much as we think we know all there is about God, we are constantly finding God popping up in new and innovative ways in our lives. And I don't know about you, but this sermon series has really been something I needed to hear these last couple of weeks. When we first started off fresh after Easter, we learned about who the Holy Spirit was and the Spirit's connection to Easter morning. Then we learned that God breathed the Spirit inside of us, not just during the creation, but again, in a fear-filled room to a bunch of disciples who didn't really understand the hope that Jesus' resurrection really meant to their lives and to our lives. And finally, last week, Hillary did an awesome job of talking about how we can be leaky with the Holy Spirit, and when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we need to act. And if you missed one or a few of these sermons, they're all available again on our website, so feel free to pull them up and take a listen. So the last couple of weeks have really helped build us a foundation from where we'll ask a really hard question today. It is a life-altering question that I have seen asked time and time again, both here at Gethsemane as well as my previous experience working as a chaplain resident. And here's the question. Does God, through the Holy Spirit, still talk to people like me? We see it time and time again in the Old Testament, right? People have a problem and God speaks out in some form, maybe it may be a burning bush or a cloud, or yes, even a talking donkey. And I'm not making that last one up. So I bet people are going to start Googling that after service about what I'm talking about. So I encourage you to Google that. Talking donkey, or talking donkey, as Shrek would say. Um, you get what I mean, though. God seemed so much closer back then. And don't we need God just as close today? I bet if I asked a show of hands that everybody here has a problem, a hardship, a heartache, they would love for God or the Holy Spirit to speak into I mean, so often, don't we talk about having a relationship with God, and the last time I checked, a good relationship means that both parties talk. So God, what do you have to say? God, I need your counsel right now. Please answer me. I mean, wouldn't that be great to be able to have God's counsel? Wouldn't it be great to have the Almighty talk to you and help you lean through what you're going through? And now I'm here today to tell you that as fantastical as that might sound, God still speaks today. The part that we have to realize is that hearing God's voice is a learned behavior. Even people in the Old Testament, where God seemed to be like a chatty Cathy, didn't always recognize God's voice. So grab your Bibles, these little black things that are in front of you in your pews, or open your Bible apps. We're going to look at our first lesson for today, which is from... 1 Samuel chapter 3, it's on page 215 of your pew Bibles. And as you're getting there, let me give you a little context of what is going on. There was a woman named Hannah who wanted a son, so she went to the temple and prayed about it. She told God that if she had a son, she would bring him up to be a priest to serve God. And Hannah did indeed have a son and named him Samuel, which meant, I have asked him of the Lord. 
And when he was old enough, Hannah drove him over to, the God, to God's temple in the Old Testament equivalent of the minivan so that he could learn under the priest Eli. And this is where our story begins. Again, it's on page 215. Verse 1 says, Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. Hmm. Now, isn't that interesting? There actually were times in the Old Testament where God didn't pop up all the time. In fact, during this particular time, the Israelites were acting just like their unbelieving neighbors. There was a lot of plurality in spiritual, in spiritual care. God was just one of those things that was not really in vogue at the time. And the people of God were not the majority, but simply a minority that didn't want to rock the boat too much. So let's jump ahead to verse 3. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. And then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel! And Samuel said, Here I am! And ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me! But Eli said, I did not call you, lie down again. So Samuel went and laid down. Then the Lord called again, Samuel, Samuel! So Samuel got up and went to Eli. And he said, here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you, my son. Go lay down. What was this crazy kid thinking? God just talked to him, not once, but twice. Why didn't he understand? Well, we have an answer for that in verse 7. Now Samuel did not know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. It's again that stereotype we often think about the Old Testament is that they knew the sound of God's voice. Verse 7 reminds us that they are no different from us. That the first time God speaks to us, it can be confusing. We might miss it. We might misunderstand who is talking. Or we could accidentally ignore it for someone who is sleep talking. Notice though that God doesn't give up. In verse 8, the Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. I bet at this point in the story, Eli was a little PO'd, having been woken up by this young boy, not once, not twice, but three times. But then the light came on, the light bulb came on, and he said, God's calling him. Huh. And I also want to throw out the point of the fact, again, it took Eli three times to figure this out. This is a trained priest of God. And he didn't figure it out the first time. So I don't want us to be so hard on ourselves if we miss listening for God's voice. Even the pros don't get it right all the time. Now once Eli and Samuel figured it out that this was God who was talking, what does Eli have Samuel do? Let's head to verse 9. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down. I bet there was a lot of excitement right now because God has called once and twice, and so you know there's going to be a third time. And then the Lord came and stood there calling us before, Samuel, Samuel. And I wonder if there was excitement in Samuel's voice when he said, speak, for your servant is listening. Now, there are several gems that we can pull from this text on how we are to have God speak with us. The first one is for God's voice 
is if God's voice is going to be heard, it will be heard in a quiet space. When did Samuel hear the voice during the worship? Did, did Samuel hear the voice during a worship service or during a busy work day or in the middle of a test at school? No. Samuel heard God's voice in the stillness of the night when he was sleeping. One of the things I think we can learn from this text today is that to hear God's voice, to hear the Holy Spirit inside of us, we have to be intentional and find a quiet space. This makes sense, though. There are so many things in our daily lives today that are so distracting. Our phones, school, jobs, relationships. This is not to say that these things don't add value to our lives, but they can also be very distracting when you are trying to have a relationship with God. So find a place where you can have some quiet. Maybe it's up at the lake. Maybe it's the commute to work without the radio on. Maybe it's at home right before the rest of the family goes to, to sleep. Or maybe it's right before the family gets up. The important thing to do is to find a quiet place. And in the process, quiet yourself to have this interaction. The next thing we want to do is to give the Holy Spirit permission to speak. Verse 10 we hear, Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. God has fashioned and shaped us and knows what is going on in our minds and in our hearts. Listen. Drink in those words that we have been waiting to hear for such a long time. Maybe we'll hear something that we know would be true. But then again, we might hear something that is something completely different than what we expected. Finally, the other thing to do to help us hear the voice from the Holy Spirit is that we need to be more closely connected to Jesus. If God's voice is to be recognized, it's because we have, we've spent time getting to know Jesus. So now I'd like you to turn to John 10, 27, which can be found on page 873 of your pew Bible. Again, John chapter 10, verse 27. This verse is a part of what is called the Good Shepherd Discourse in the Gospel of John. And Jesus likens many things he does to what a good shepherd does for his flock. And here's verse 27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. When we take some time daily or weekly to get more into our Bibles, take some time to pray, or do acts of service to reflect the love that Christ has first shown us, we become closer to Christ. We begin to recognize the voice of the one who calls us this very day. And doing these three things, finding a quiet place, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak freely, and staying connected with Jesus really works. Because doing these three things allowed me to hear the Spirit's voice. Whenever I think of the story, it's such a surreal moment. I remember sitting in the nuclear imaging room at Woodwinds so many years ago. I had been really struggling about whether or not I should go to medical school. And I had been praying a lot, but I had never heard or felt a direction that God wanted me to go in. So I had just finished with my last bone scan patient, and I had about 10 minutes before my last patient of the day. So I took a few moments to do what I had been doing for the last three months, which is just to pray. As I prayed and asked God, well, what do you want me to do? I heard an audible voice that said, 
why don't you become a pastor? And being truthful, I freaked out. I looked around the room. There was nobody there. Then I thought to myself, hey God, that wasn't the question I asked. I never said anything about becoming a pastor. That wasn't the question I asked, but I got the answer I needed. God still speaks to us now today, to people like you and to people like me. What if you took some time this week with those things that are on your heart? Find a quiet spot, pray, read the Bible, and leave the answer up to God. You never know what could happen. But what I do know, that when we take the time to listen to God's voice, something awesome happens. Something life-changing happens and something unexpected happens. The voice of God changes us and helps direct us to be the people that God has always wanted us to be. What will God say to you? Amen. Amen.